Welcome, everybody, to the next installment of the Upscale Business Podcast. I'm Mitch, and Arena is not here today. No, she's not. Instead, I'm joined in studio by Tom. Hey, man. I'm great. I'm great. So good to be back. Um, it's been a minute since we've done one of these struggle streets. Mate, it has. It has. Uh, back from where? I mean, I know where you've been, but not everyone else does. Where have you been? Back from Bali, man. Um, so spent the better part of six months there, as yep. you know. Um, fall in love? I didn't fall in love. Nah, but uh, I fell in love with a, a little game called Paddle that I think we've spoken about. You have, okay. So now, everyone out there listening, can you explain the difference between Paddle and Pickle? Yes, Pickleball. Pickleball, sorry. Uh, so paddle is basically a combination of tennis and squash. Yep. So the ball can hit the walls. The ball can hit the walls. It takes a lot of athletic skill and ability. Yep. Pickleball is more for, for old timers who maybe don't have the athletic ability for tennis. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just want to sort of have something fun to do. I feel like you're looking at me here <laughs> and you're telling me that paddle or no pickleball is more my thing. No, mate, we're going to get up to um, the Gold Coast. Uh, it's about an hour away the... Um, the complex there in Carrara. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to go check it out and uh, show you the ropes. Okay. All right. You can get stuck in. All right. I'll look, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. <laughs> look, so it has been a little while since we've done a struggle street episode. What are they? What's a struggle street episode about? Yeah. Good question. Um, mate. So basically um, I'm the one who is um, chatting out and about to potential members or to different business owners who are struggling mm-hmm. with different challenges. Yep. And basically the purpose of this podcast is just to sort of chat around challenges that I'm hearing a lot of and just giving some tips and tricks and some ideas around how they can um, overcome those challenges. Perfect. Perfect. And have you got something for us this week to chat about? I've got something, man. Um, So what I wanted to talk about this week was conversions. Mm. So obviously there's always a big emphasis on getting more leads um, and and marketing, which is, you know, obviously hugely important, but um, there's no point in doing that if we're not converting at a decent rate. Yeah. Um, Look, we also don't need to do it as hard as we could be doing it um, if our conversions are the highest they could be. You know, a lot of people out there are burning leads. I was called burning leads. Um, You know, they have leads, they have quotes, they have all these things happening. And then just not doing a certain host of things um, that mean that they don't actually land the job. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I thought we'd just talk about a couple of ideas um, that we sort of work with our clients or members um, on at the moment that mm-hmm. just helps them to um, get that conversion rate up at a healthy rate. You know, like we we often talk about if you're converting at 100%, it's probably um, a bit of a challenge in that maybe you're not charging enough. Yeah. Um, so it's finding that healthy balance where you're converting at a good rate, um, but also you're, you're charging um, and you're making sure that you're you're running at a profit. Yeah, look, I think one of the things there is like if you can get if you can make more profit doing the same volume of work, why wouldn't you? Mm. You know, a lot of people they go, oh, I'm too cheap or I'm too expensive. And the reality isn't is that you aren't either of those things. You know, you're cheap too cheap or too expensive for what you're currently offering. Yeah. Yeah. And what we want to do is we want to find that perfect mix between offering a great valued product, a great, a great valued service, and where our price sits on that. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so look, for me, the big thing is actually a lot of the conversion stuff actually happens before a lead even comes in the door. Mm. Yeah, so if you want to start at the start, it's about making sure little things are happening like you are presentable if you're going too site to quote. 
yep, you're not sitting there with, you know, dirty clothes, no haircut, like all that kind of stuff. So you're presentable. You want to make sure that you've got, you know, even simple things like a proper email address. You know, it's not, it's not John electrical at gmail.com. You know, it's John at John's electrical.com things, you know, that's a really important thing. Having a side written van uniform, all that stuff, a good, a good email signature. I was going to say email signatures key as well. Like me personally, I love if you've got a photo there, um, just makes it a lot more personable, but yeah, just adds that level of professionalism. Hey, it connects. It's like, it's like Tinder. Imagine Tinder with no profile pics, like just someone wrote some words and you'd be like, "Mm, I think I like this person. (laughs) They they had great vocabulary. Yeah. You, you want to connect with someone and it also removes the, yep. Yep. Like someone knows that, you know what, that's what John looks like. John shows up. That's John. Yep. 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 Totally. I think another thing like you're saying before you even go out to quote, you want to make sure certain things are set up. Another good one is um, Google my business, making sure you've got some decent reviews coming through um, so that, you know, you're actually generating that lead, but also, if somebody does put a quote through and they decide to do a little bit of um, research into, you know, what you're yeah. all about, if you've got some good reviews there, you're, you're laughing, you know? Yeah. You can go the next step and say that social media is really important as well. Mm-hmm. If someone's going to go on to, you know, an, your profile or search for you, that's going to come up. Yep. And it's really important to make sure that you've got consistent posting. Yep. I myself know that if I'm looking at buying something online or I'm getting a service done, I'll often look at social media. If they haven't posted in six months, three months, or a month, I instantly, I don't know what it is, but I instantly feel mm. like it's, oh, there's like, there's a tiny bit of resistance. And maybe that 5% resistance is enough to not have me go through with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it can be so marginal, right? It can be yep. one little thing that throws someone off. Like so many people are, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but so many people are judgmental, mm. you know, when, when they've got access to so much information. You know, as soon as something isn't as they expect or as they'd like it online, um, yeah, it's the difference between winning or, or losing a job, hey? Yeah, look, uh, Peter Lakovic, once, um, he's a great sales coach. He's actually one of the founders of a company called Entourage. And he once taught me how what we're trying to do when we're selling someone is decrease their resistance. Yep. Yep. So there's two parts to it. We're trying to decrease res- decrease the resistance and increase their acceptance. Yep. Yep. And so if we think about this, all these different things, and resistance can be simply something that we have control of. Yep. When we're trying to get someone to accept our offer, we're already lost. We've already lost the game. You know, if we're trying to convince someone into something, like that's where people normally start to feel that icky sales feeling. Mm. Whereas if we can reduce the resistance someone has towards something we're going to put forward, the second we put it forward, they're already emotionally invested into it. Yeah. And I always remember, I always remember that whenever we're talking about, you know, tweaking our own sales numbers, or we're talking to our clients about tweaking their conversion ratios. The big question is at the, is the start, have you reduced all the re- resistance that you can? And then let's talk about the acceptance. Yeah, man, that's a great concept. And like, as you're saying that I'm thinking like thinking of it as a, as like a, a number scale. So Zero is where you can start to really work toward getting to that level of acceptance, but you should be looking at, okay, when somebody puts a quote through, they're at say minus five and you've got to, you know, do certain things to get to zero to decrease that um, resistance. Yeah. So there's a great philosophy that we built out off the back of what Peter talked about and you just fucking nailed it. 
is it depends what industry you're in as to what negative you start in. Mm. Right? You ready? Used car salesman. What do you think? Minus 100. Exactly. They're straight away in that minus space. Yep. Okay. Doctor. Yeah. Zero. Exactly. Yeah. They're starting at that space. To, and look, we're, let's not go into a conversation about Western and Eastern medicine or whatever. <laughs> but normally, like you hear doctor and you're yep. like, yep, cool. Yep. And so therefore the doctor doesn't have to reduce anything. A doctor says to you, Hey, Tom, you should take this cream for that hemorrhoid. You're like, yeah, I should. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you know what? You know, there's, there's people out there, naturopaths, maybe naturopaths use it a negative too. Mm -hmm. They say the exact same thing. And for you, they've got to overcome that resistance. Oh, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Yep. 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 So, and I think the space that a lot of um, our clients sit in, is, is probably in a negative because it is a hundred percent a negative. Any service-based business yeah. is a negative. And, and a big reason for that, I think is, yeah, of course, people have been burned before or they, they know stories of people that have been burnt, but also, you know, if you're an electrician or a plumber, um, the, the potential client that you have really has no idea how much something should cost or, yeah. you know, whether you're ripping them off or not. So it's really important that you do build up that, um, level of resistance yeah yep. and something as simple as like if you call a doctor surgery mm. three four rings you know you're getting picked up right yeah you call you and the team call tradesmen day in day out how many of them don't even pick up a call yeah like even just that thing in itself instantly the consumer is sitting there going wow it's really hard to get a hold of one of these people they're not very professional and i'm not saying that's right I'm just saying that that simple perception of not having a phone call answered creates a perception for the industry as opposed to the individual. Yeah. You might be the greatest, but you're lumped into that space. Mm. Coaches, we're salespeople, we're all put into that space. Yeah. Yep. So my biggest thing is we always want to reduce the resistance to the level that we can before we even start talking about getting the offer out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Okay. Um, let's talk about, um, a follow-up system. We, we, I think that's going to be really key. And that's something that we sort of work on with, um, our members is, okay, you go out and do the quote. Mm -hmm. All right. Then what's the next step? How do we actually ensure that we're trying to convert at a high rate? If it's not accepted then and there on the spot. Yep. The fortunes are in the follow-up. You know, one of our members, Scott Priosti, uh, he, you know, it's obviously everyone talks about that, you know, but. He said it once in such a way that it really hit a lot of our members. We were in a group coaching call. Um, you know, we run a really great hybrid system here. We have one-on-ones and we have group coaching. And we do that so that members can learn from each other. And he said that. And you just saw so many people's faces be like, wow, I'm not doing that process the way that I should be. Mm. You know, and Scott is a weapon at that follow-up process. He's built it out in such an automated way. And that's what a lot of the great job management softwares do better than others. Um, but he's built it out in such a way that, for example, a quote goes out, maybe it's not accepted there and then. A reminder text message might go out the next day. Yep, then maybe an email goes out two or three days later after that. And then five days, then seven days, then 12 days, then 15, then 21. And then realistically, we have a mentality here, which is leads never die. So while we might email them a whole host of times every three to four or five days in the first month, after that, We'll email them every month or every two weeks forever until that client says, look, I've gone with someone else. But even then, even then we're still going to follow up with other ways here Yep. because we can do things like, you know, if they've gone with someone else, we can reach out and say, Hey, just checking in. How did that job go? 
you know, because yeah. we also know that, you know, one in every five do- jobs don't get done in the way that you actually wanted it to be done. Mm. So if you've gone for the cheapest quote, chances are that's going to mean that the job isn't done to the level you wanted it to do anyway. Yep. So it's worth following up with that. So fortunes are in the follow-up. Make sure that you're consistently following up on different mediums, not just emails, not just SMSs, and not just phone calls, Yep. You know, but combining them all, layering the strategy. Yeah, and I think key for that is like that, that could seem like a lot of work if you're manually just thinking like, okay, I should call this person every week or every two weeks or I should email them. So set up a system, yes. right? Use, utilize a job management software yes. or some sort of platform where you can set something up so it's just set and forget. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be key. That feature should be across all job management software, but it's not. Yeah. Okay. You know, to me, that's a foundational piece. That's the purpose of a job management, a piece of job management software is that you can quote, schedule, follow up, do price, all those things. Um, and if that's not even in it, have a look around and see if mm. there's some other things that you can be utilizing. Yep. Yep. Awesome, man. Yeah. Um, as I said, we talked about the like reducing the resistance side of it. And we, we said that pretty much everything else that we're going to cover is going to be on that acceptance side of things. Yep. Yep. Now having really like you touched on it before, obviously the follow-up system is following up on quotes, mm-hmm. but quotes themselves, they have to be well presented. They can't be generic. Yep. They have to have clear, concise. They need to be able to be understood by everyone. Yeah. And I see too many people, like a, a good example of, you know, everyone's been to Harvey Norman or everyone's been to Apple or a computer store. And you look at all the specs on the computer and you've got no idea what that means. None. Yep. And it's up to someone else to communicate that to you. Yep. Yep. And in the Apple's case, we're buying Apple. Like we don't care what the specs are. We're buying Apple. There aren't many tradesmen or service-based business owners or people in construction that are Apple in the branding world. So therefore you need to have really, really clear understandings of what people are actually being charged for. Yep. Yep. And it needs to be easy. You know, we talk around different pricing methods. You can have a price per point method where, for example, someone wants a toilet installed. How much is that going to cost? That's what it costs. But then you could also have your pricing in such a way that it's hourly rate. It could be half day, full day rates. There's lots of ways to have your pricing structured, but whatever it is that you choose, make sure that it is applicable to your target audience. Yep. Make sure that they can understand it. Yep. I always say use a loved one's test. Yeah. If I've got my quotes, I'm going to pass that to a loved one and I'm going to say, Hey, what are you paying for? And if my partner or, you know, who I'm asking to check on that is actually, I got no clue. I don't know. Mm. That's a problem. Totally. So making sure that your quotes are really clear, really concise and that they're understandable. And then also making sure that your value stacks on that. And a value stack is, how do you make it seem like people are getting more value out of choosing your services over a competitor? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I think going back to the quote and making sure that's clear and concise, the other thing that I think is really important is actually explaining it to them. Mm -hmm. So don't just give them the piece of paper and say, all right, that's the total price. Explain exactly, you know, what each item is, Mm -hmm. you know, what you're going to be doing and, and, and sort of, give them an opportunity to ask any questions that they might have. Look, a lot of our clients utilize Loom Mm -hmm. to actually record a Loom video. They attach it with each quote. So it does that because then it means that uh, a lot of the time you'll hear like resistance. I've got to ask my partner. Yep. So you don't want to sit on the phone, explain everything to them only to have them not be the decision maker. Mm. So it's important to make sure that you can have that information 
relayed to multiple people over and over and over in a really easy way. Yeah. Yep. So you can utilize a program like Loom for that. Um, there are other ones. Scribe AI is another one. Um, but ultimately, make it so that everything can be understood. Yep. 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 Um, another component of that, which is, I guess, um, important is like no hidden fees. Like mm. make sure there's terms and conditions, make sure people can understand what they're actually paying. One that I hate and I get it in our industry is when something excludes GST. Yeah. Yep. The general consumer, if you're going after the general consumer, they want to know the price. So tell them, don't tell them it's $144 excluding GST. Cause in their head, they're like, what's that? Yep. They can't, they, some people can't work that maths out. They don't understand the concept. So that creates resistance. Yep. Just make sure you're explaining to people what they're actually going to have to spend. So there's no hidden surprises and having terms and conditions, you know, we offer all of our clients a pre-built terms and conditions, you know, template yep. um, is just so important because it once again makes you seem or appear to be maybe a little bit more professional than you actually are, mm. or it puts you where you are, which is you should all be trying to build professional businesses that people want to work with. Yep. Yeah, and like you said, like that's that's just so key in this industry is yeah, you you don't answer the phone or you know, you don't have your terms and conditions. Like that's the difference between winning and losing a job. So just make sure that you've got that level of professionalism and going back to, you know, like an email signature, a proper email with your own business name. Mm -hmm. Um, these these things are so vital. And the, again, the difference between winning and losing yeah. jobs. It's also the difference between where the community sees a, as I said, a GP a doctor yep. and a tradesman. Mm. Yep. And that's the thing is that what we want to do here is like everyone listening, you want to sit in an industry that is respected yep, and that people don't fear. And the only way that we achieve that as a collective is if we all do our part, if we all start pricing right, if we all start providing invoices in the right way, if we all start doing these things, then the industry as a whole has a higher chance of people having quotes converted. Yep. Yeah, you know, people, we instantly remove the resistance right now. It sits at, and we've got a scale for it. You actually were pretty close. It's around about a negative five to 12, somewhere in there, depending on what, like what trade you're in, but that's where the trade game sits. Mm. Yep. And so if you look at it, what we're trying to do is get, get ourselves back to a zero. Yep. yep. That should be everyone's goal. And if we can all start playing our part, we'll get there. What does the scale get to, man, out of interest? Uh, we, we've got it sitting at like used car salesman, salesman and insurance or like, like yep. funeral insurance, that kind of thing. They sit at like a 20, 21. Okay. Yeah. So it gets pretty dark <laughs> and you've got to remember like zero is what we're aiming for here. Yeah. You know, to just get that resistance. Now there are professions that sit above the zero. Mm -hmm. I'd actually say that, you know, doctors do sit above that zero. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. But realistically, you know, like a nurse, you know, the nursing space, which is still the health industry would sit at what I'd call a zero. Yep, but someone like a doctor, they sit above that, just that little bit more. And this is industry perspective. I'm not saying it's what I think. I'm saying that based on what the consumer thinks, this is where it normally sits. Yep. Now, we've also, there's also other things in there, you know, that, that people don't even realize. And it can be things as simple as, or not even as simple as, but it's the additional things that can help you land a lot more. It can be that when someone actually requests information from you, Maybe they put it put in a contact form or a you know quote submission. They actually receive an automated email sequence which has testimonials on it. Mm. Yep, it has the other services that you offer. Yep, yep, it has you as a like your picture. 
Yeah, because as we said, like that that simple picture can create a feeling within someone that they feel like they trust you and know you already. So then when you quote them and talk to them, you're already ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It can be as simple as adding that email address to a Facebook audience. So they start to receive some marketing from you. And in their head, and we get it all the time, people are like, oh my God, it's so weird. I've actually just started to I've seen some Facebook ads from you guys. They're like, no, we targeted you. Yep. Yep. And people don't understand the power of that. Mm. But if I see a photo of, example, let's say that I need to get a plumber in. Yep. And I reach out to a plumbing company and I have a perception of what plumbers are like. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that that's what it was. Sure. If I start to see photos of that plumbing team and testimonials and all that kind of stuff, when I actually speak to that person, I'm going to be like, oh, I know that Susie and Sally enjoyed their service. I know what he looks like. I know what they do. Yep. Yeah, it makes all the difference. Have you ever seen the the movie called um, Focus? Yes. Will Smith? Yes. You know that scene where I, I can't the, remember the- The football field? Yes, exactly. Yep. 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 Um, so basically it's, uh, what should we try and explain? Yeah, go for it. So basically, um, I mean, I'll be honest. I've watched it recently. Oh, have you? Yeah. Okay. You want to, no, no, you go. I'm no. going to, I'm going to have way more fun, uh, listening to you explain <laughs> this. Listen to me squirm. Um, so essentially it's a concept where, um, they're trying to get this person thinking of a specific number in their head over the course of a day or a couple of days so that at this football game at the end. Um, they make a bet with this person and he has to pick a number on the field. Um, and there's 70 plus players on the field because it's NFL. Plus. Exactly. Yep. And this guy thinks that it's, you know, like fate when he sees this specific number, um, but they've been prompting him. Yep. Priming. Priming, exactly. Yep. They've been priming him to think of this number. So he does He does pick that number. Yep. And and yeah. look, that's, and that's what good advertising and good marketing is. Mm. Yeah, if we're talking about... Oh, like we've talked about it before, the leaky bucket strategy that we're trying to plug all the holes, yep. control the narrative. Um, and yeah, we prime people. Yep. And we want you as clients to understand this is a really powerful tactic. It's not manipulation. It's just priming people to understand that what you do is great. Yep. Yep. And what you can offer is a solution for what they need. And what we're trying to reduce is the resistance. Yep. Yeah. And like you said, it's not manipulation. It's just a simple case of giving them that level of familiar familiarity with you. So it's that they, comforting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. yep. They, they've got a picture of you. They understand what you do. Um, you know, they see your reviews, they get a couple of emails from you. Then you go and visit, you do your quote, you send through the quote with an explanation of that mm -hmm. quote. You have a follow-up sequence in place. Like that's what you need to do to, to start converting at a high rate. Yep. Now you want to add a piece to resistance? resistance. Case studies. Resistance. <laughs> Case studies. Yes. Yep. Now you can call them something sexier, whatever they are, but ultimately most of you have done work in the past and I'll use solar as an example. Okay. You might've worked with specific conditions. Maybe someone has a really high pitched roof. Yep. Maybe someone doesn't want the panels to be seen from the road. Mm -hmm. Yep. Maybe they want aesthetically pleasing panels. Yep. Maybe they want a certain battery size or battery capacity, or they want something. Yep. Having case studies, three, four, five of them, so that when someone else has a similar challenge, you can present this one. Hey, look, actually here is 12 Campbell street or here's Campbell street. We actually had the same problems. There or the same challenges there to overcome that instantly makes someone feel like, Oh wow, you've done this before. Yep. Yep. Not, Oh, you've installed solar before, but you've actually overcome this challenge before. 
and you just happen to have it already printed out in a bit of a case study or a PDF that I've received attached to this job. Not only are you showing me that you've done this in the past, but you're showing me that you can do it again in the future. Yep. And that is ultimately what people are buying. When anyone is buying from you, they are buying a solution to a problem. Yep. And they're buying that from you. Yep. You can call it whatever you want. You can price it whatever they want. At the end of the day, if you, and if they trust you and they can relate to you, you will, you will land the job. Yep. Yep. Just gives them that confidence that they need that, okay, this person's done this before. Let's yep. do it. Sign me up. And look, a lot of people out there could be sitting there going, wow, there's so much to sales. There's so much to actually landing the job. And the reality is that there is. And that most of you, you got into business because you were great at a trade. You were great at a service. You were great at doing something. Mm -hmm. And you haven't learned this skill set. And I really hope that, you know, if you can add a couple of these things in, it might increase your current conversion ratios by, you know, 15 to 20%. And that can be the difference between you spending X amount of hours doing Legion, X amount of money with ads, X amount of resources on whatever it is that you're currently doing to land clients. Yep. Love it, man. Yep. You got anything for us? Look, you sit in the sales space. You know, you sit with the team, you sit with yourself, you make sales calls every day. If you were going to give one big, like big tip, mm. what what would it be? It, I think mine's a really simple one and it's it's be yourself. Oh. You know, I think so many people overthink sales mm -hmm. and like they go to a client or they're talking to a prospective member and they think like, okay, I need to be, I need to put this face on and I need to be acting like this, that, the other, I need to say this and I need to say that. At the end of the day, if you're just genuine and yourself, yeah. it, it really shows like people can sort of feel that. And again, going back to the resistance side of things, like if you're, if, if you're able to show that you're a genuine person and you can have a chat and um, you're being real, it's going to change that scale from, where did you say, minus five to, five minus to 12. Five. It's going to give you a couple of points toward mm -hmm. the positive at least, right? So I think um, as daunting as it can be, if it's something that, you know, is uncomfortable to you or you're not super familiar with, like just just focus on being yourself. Just treat them like a person that you'd chat with, you know, if you were, um, you know, meeting a friend of a friend, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's it, don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, look, People always ask, you know, what's the number one book or what's the book you recommend in sales? And it's actually a book that has so much to do with sales, but nothing to do with sales. Yep. And that is how to win friends and influence mm, people. Great book. Yep. And it's ultimately just about how do I build great relationships? That's it. Yep. If you can build a great relationship with someone, you are 80% of the way there. Yeah. Yep. One other little tip that I think some people over um, think or, or maybe neglect is like, rather than just you know, throwing something um, down someone's neck and sort of saying like, this is what you need. This is blah, 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 blah. Ask them, mm. you know, you can only give them a solution if you know what their problem is. Yeah. So work out exactly what they're after. And then if you can provide that solution, explain how you can provide it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important. Right, but I think that's a whole host of value. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I put the challenge out to you. Try and implement some of these strategies. Try and do some of these things. And watch the difference that it can make in your business. Yep. Love it, man. Next time. Let's do this again soon. Huh? Yep. Let's do it. <laughs> See you guys. Soon.